Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 152 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. The person roasting it is also a musician. One of the other cool things about it is the coffee is made to order. So if you're ordering coffee from Couchtown, they're roasting it specifically for you and then shipping it to your house. If you drink coffee in the morning, I highly suggest giving Couchtown Coffee a try. Support local, support musicians, and support somebody that supports us here on the podcast. Check out CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do make an order, let them know Audible Farm sent you. Say, hey, I heard about you on Audible Farm. And they will give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode, I'm sitting down with Eric Lee. Eric is a guitarist and singer, as well as, a, well, let's say, a budding songwriter. Eric is also a youngster. I met him at some jam nights. He's a young guy. He's really good at doing what he does. And uh, it's, it's kind of wild because he's only been playing guitar for maybe a couple years um, outside of like what I would call uh, just noodling or the hobby realm. And uh, he started going to, to jam nights and playing a little bit here and there. And, and before you knew it, his talent level uh, just skyrocketed to the point where now he's doing singer-songwriter things. He's writing some of his own songs. He's playing live at places. Uh, he's booking gigs. He's got a band now. Um, it's pretty wild. Uh, furthermore, just a good guy. I mean, uh, I wish I was this well-behaved when I was younger. I wish I had the drive that Eric had. Uh, when I was younger, but Eric Lee, uh, it's, it's insane. I hats off to him for doing the work. Uh, this episode, we sit down and talk about all sorts of good stuff, how he got to where he's at. Some of the people who inspired him to be there, uh, his favorite types of songs to play, uh, the bands that he's in, how the bands formed and, uh, whether or not he prefers the electric or acoustic, uh, as well as a handful of other kind of fun things. I, I just kind of, you know, bent his ear a little bit about a few things and said hey you know what do you think about this and what do you think about that and it's it's fun to kind of get him you know get his input on some things um going to jam nights i don't always get the opportunities to talk to everyone and this was a fun opportunity to talk to somebody that i've seen play live plenty and i've had conversations with but i haven't ever sat down and talked too deeply about things and it's really kind of cool you know it's kind of cool to hear the stories about why he is the way he is and how he's like technically like a third generation guitarist which uh, is mind-blowing to me because nobody upstream from me and my family played guitar really um, outside of maybe playing it a little bit for school. So, you know, hats off to him for, for putting in the work and, and getting as good as he has. Like I said, going to jam nights and watching him just get better every single week. It's, it's pretty wild. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I had a great time sitting down talking with him, the talented young Eric Lee. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. Today, I'm sitting down with Eric Lee. I, I guess I should ask that. You gonna go by Eric Lee? I, I guess so. I. It started out, I know, because you know underage but here soon i'm gonna be 18 so yeah a f fully fledged adult here adult so eric lee i'm sitting down with eric lee um you've come to jam nights in barnum and i know you take uh guitar lessons from jeremy ober i also know your style ranges pretty widely from what you like to play I've seen you play acoustic and electric and things like mm -hmm. that 
And I'm and even though I see you at a lot of jam nights, and I've even had the opportunity to play songs with you, uh, you know, I don't really have too much time to sit down and talk with you because I'm always hem hawing with everybody, mm-hmm. and there's just not enough time in the day to dedicate to somebody for all this stuff and i figured this is like the perfect time to ask you all these questions i always wanted to ask you that i never got the opportunity to so um let me ask you first and foremost what got you into playing guitar oh boy that that is uh it's definitely a long story but all right we've got an hour let's see how long this takes (laughs) (laughs) just gonna pass like five hours eight hours 12 hours let's do it um (laughs) i think the hard drive's big enough (laughs) uh well, initially, uh, my, my dad's been playing guitar since before I was born, long before I was born. Uh, very, very talented man. And my family in itself has had just been full of musicians, especially on my father's side. My grandfather was a classical guitar teacher. Oh, no way. That's awesome. <laughs> and he was just amazing and especially like growing up watching like two excellent players it definitely like inspires you like that's neat i want to do that yeah but uh sadly i was like yeah i want to do that my dad would hand me you know his, his guitar is like okay do this this and this i was like no no <laughs> Just set the guitar aside. Like, yeah, I want to go play with my toys now. Oh, yeah. so you went, you, first you're like, yeah, I got to do this. And then there was that rebellious phase. <laughs> and now you're like, all right, now I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, dude, I, I couldn't imagine it. Like, it's not like my family's not musical. Uh, my mom, I guess, sang and stuff like that. Uh, she played like a flute in school, you know. But, but other than that, she didn't really do too much with music. And nobody really did. My sister played some piano. But like you had it right there with your dad and your own grandfather to... Mm-hmm to kind of show you the way and to see them doing things. Cause I mean, that's a big effect on people psychologically regardless. Cause someone's right. dad could be like a plumber and they're like, I want to be a plumber. And then they go and they're a plumber and they love their life, you know? So right. that's pretty cool. Um, what kind of music did your dad play for you or, or what were like some of the first songs you remember hearing? The, the most significant one is one we still like play today. Like just messing around is welcome home by Coheed and Cambria. That was, that was a big one. And, uh, there, there was a <laughs> a big one it was Iron Man because the Iron Man movie, like as soon as it came out, my dad started playing, you know, Sabbath. Of course, I didn't know it was Sabbath at the time. I was like, oh, cool. This is like an Iron Man song. I, I want to listen to Iron Man all, all the time, all, every day, all the time. <laughs> and so <laughs> any anytime he would be playing in his little music corner, I'd, I'd run up to him and he would just start playing the, you know, the main riff. <laughs> and I'd get all giddy and sit down, you know. That's hilarious. I mean, the song, it sounds like regardless of the age and stuff, it has the same effect on everyone. Because, I mean, it's the same thing for me, and I'm sure it was the same thing for him when he was growing up. He's like, this song, I'm playing this riff 500 times in a row, and it's never going to get old. Uh, I mean, that's one you hear everybody play all the time, too, Iron Man. Right. I think we even played that in, like, our pep band in high school, if I'm not <laughs> mistaken. So, <laughs> Oh, man. So what was the first songs like you ever got to play on a guitar what was like your first experience like picking one up and actually trying to do stuff was it when you started taking lessons or was it beforehand because i mean i'm assuming there was a guitar around the house Uh, it was a little bit beforehand um i i always wanted to sing as well and so and i don't have a very high register or anything so and a big song that i really liked was uh wicked game wicked game sorry by chris isaac and my dad, of course, he knew how to play it, mm-hmm. and I, 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 you know, I asked him if 
he, he would show me, and that was sort of, like, I guess, the very beginning of me actually playing guitar, but um, that was, <laughs> oh, yeah, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. It, it, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody has their first song. Um, I mean, it's kind of fun that you had your dad there to kind of teach you because I mean when I was growing up there weren't even really like tab websites and believe it or not YouTube like wasn't super a thing so you kind of just had to like fumble through the internet and try and find someone that explained it somehow and like one of my first songs I learned was like an Our Lady Peace song so it's not like my (laughs) song was like anything great but it's like super cool you had somebody there to like show you how to do it Um, so how did you get interested in like singing and playing guitar were you always singing or uh, oh, well, the, the, the big joke for me is uh, my family, we would play, like, rock band occasionally, All right. you know. And, well, of course, me being, you know, the little kid, my brothers would play, you know, the bass and the guitar. My uh, mom would occasionally play the drums. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, I, I just didn't have the finger dexterity to play any of, any of those. Mm-hmm. So they would just hand me the mic and say, hum this just hum the notes <laughs> you don't even gotta sing properly you just gotta do it how but, old were you uh gosh maybe six or seven. Oh wow something like that that's crazy i mean i it's funny because like some of these stories like i talk to you and it's like i always forget there's like a little bit of an age discrepancy between us so some of these stories it's like rock band that wasn't that long ago i was hell i was 42 when that happened you know or like whatever <laughs> but i wasn't that old but it, it doesn't seem like it was very long ago but it's like oh you know almost a lifetime ago for you so that's pretty wild actually yeah it's uh you know it's music's been a a long long road for me because uh I don't know, uh, even like in like the third grade, uh, I had a, a great teacher uh, by the name of Mr. Steverson, and uh, I showed interest in like wanting to play the piano, you know, I just am um, interested in music in general, and well, he was a musician himself, and he, you know, he played the guitar, played the piano and such, and he decided that if I'd like, we could uh, take lessons during recess instead. Mm-hmm. So when all the kids were going outside, you know, playing and uh, ha- ha- having, you know, their fun, I was wanting to go inside and, you know, play with the keys a bit. And he was, uh, I-, I don't want to say my favorite teacher because there's a conversation coming up, I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> just, just Jeremy's going to barge in the room. Just beating you with a stick. <laughs> hey. Hey, listen here. Oh, man. So was he even like a music teacher, or was he just like a science teacher that also played instruments? And you were... uh, well, for the third grade, he was the homeroom oh, teacher. There you go. Right? So he was like the teacher for everything. Exactly. But, you know, he, he wasn't even the music teacher at the time. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird, because I, you know, just talking about music to him, and was like, oh, well, I, I play music, you know, and I could, <laughs> I could teach you a thing or two. So I was like... Cool. That's pretty you know? wild. <laughs> Didn't know you were getting some bonus learning in. Like when you think about it, that's like literally what was happening. It was just okay. like I'll keep learning more, you know, yeah, instead I, of going out and playing. Yeah, I, I still think back to some of those lessons I had with him. He's like, "Wow, this," like he would, he would teach me certain things that could possibly like apply to guitar and such. Just not don't really have an example, but you know, just thinking back and looking back is like that was a really important part, you know, of, yeah, of music and. I, I guess I just didn't realize it at the time. That's pretty wild. So was he teaching you like just how to play chords and things like that, or like was he trying to teach you any sort of like music theory or like? 
He, he definitely, I, I tried. He definitely tried. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can definitely say that. But, you know, of course, a little third grader, not really, you know, you know having the attention span of a third grader. Yeah, t- totally, yeah. I mean, <laughs> couldn't, I, I couldn't really apply myself all, all too well. Oh, man. Yeah, I could, I could imagine. Like, I did learn some music theory, but it wasn't until, like, I was like 18 and really wanted to and like that's when I started like learning it you know and even then I was still like some of it's like this is confusing you know mm-hmm. but uh you know I'm sure you've done music theory type stuff with Jeremy though um uh yeah um that's actually a big big part of what we're doing right now uh, sort of scale work is a lot of arpeggios you know working through different keys and such as well is, oh cool and uh yeah, and working with Jeremy's just a lot, a lot of fun, especially because you have someone with so much experience and you know, someone who's just so talented. Mm-hmm. And me, you know, being me. <laughs> well, you're just fresh. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only thing. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Me, me, and your dad will sometimes like stand there and watch you play at jam nights, and it's just like, uh, you know, the only thing you're lacking is stage time, and that's like, that's literally it. Like, your talent level at your age is, is a bazillion times higher than my talent level was at your age, so if, like, you keep playing, just imagine how good you'll be at my age or whatever, but, you know, and that's the other thing, is you're starting to get a lot of stage time, though, too. Um, you do play in a band. Um, I mean, you play in a, a couple bands. Right. They're variations of, of spinoffs of, like, kind of one thing. Uh, Suddenly yeah. Hollow is your band, though. Yes, Suddenly Hollow is me and my dad's project as of now. And uh, we sort of play sort of grunge is mostly, grunge covers is what we're doing right now. But we are looking into getting a drummer right now. And we're talking about, you know, getting them to try out, thinking about maybe a certain bass player here soon. Oh, nice. But uh, (laughs) we... Yeah, we're definitely interested in writing our own, <laughs> writing our own music. Uh, the giggles are because uh, I bet I know who the bass player is. <laughs> and I bet he's been on the podcast recently. Hmm. <laughs> yes. I wonder who. Oh, very cool. Brad Hofeng. <laughs> yes, it is. It's Brad Hofeng. Brad Hofeng. Does not exist. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's another crazy thing. Because like, one of the first times I met you was also one of the first times I met. And here comes the name drop. It was Owen. But um, I don't. I don't know if he's... Um, the person you had in mind, that's my guess. But like you and Owen came to like one of the first jam nights together, um, or at least when I was there. And it was like, where do these kids come from? And it's like, oh my God, these kids can play. This is insane. Like, <laughs> this doesn't even make any sense to me, you know? Because like I said, when I was your age, I mean, I was, I just like learned a few power chords and was like, dude, I'm so cool. Like, listen <laughs> how cool this is when I hit the E power chord. It's heavy, you know? So um, I'm glad, like, you know, at your age, you're taking it to the level, you know, and the extent you're taking it to the point where you even have like a band and you're out playing shows, which is really sweet. Right. Yeah. I mean, was that like the ultimate goal when you were playing guitar? Was like, well, I guess we'll play some shows or, or did it just kind of come to that at jam nights where you're like, okay, I guess I can do what these guys are doing. Well, in in the back of my head, I definitely wanted to play shows. I definitely wanted to, you know, be the big rock star on the stage. You know, yep. I, th- I think everyone was does what at what some point, but uh, initially it was a lot of being in my own head, mm-hmm. and uh, especially like at the first couple jam nights we showed up to, it was very daunting. It was like, oh yeah, we we played these songs at home. I c- I can do this. You know, then I get up there and instantly like my brain is just screaming. Just <laughs> internally screaming, and uh, it. Oh gosh, uh, 
Yeah, it's nerves has been a real big part of this adventure as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I can kind of tell like you're a little bit shy in person, but at the same time, like if you somebody talks to you, it's not like you're just going to be like uh, nothing and then just like walk away. You know, you're <laughs> going to talk to you're like it's still a normal person, and you still get up there and play and sing, which blows my mind because I barely even have the guts to go up there and sing. So like, <laughs> kudos for that. Uh, I mean. Just, just gotta say this. You are a really good singer. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. I'm definitely not going up there trying my worst. That doesn't make any sense. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like one of the things. You go up there. You just gotta get some of the repetitions in. And it. I mean, I'm still even learning about myself uh, as far as playing guitar on stage. If I think really hard about a spot, and I'm like, don't make a mistake here. Mm-hmm. It almost guarantees you're gonna make a mistake. Or- Right. Or or right after that, you're going to make a mistake. You're like, oh, I got it. And then you're like, wait, what are we doing here? Yeah. And so like... <laughs> I, I've had a few of those moments myself. Yeah. Uh, it's, sometimes they're so derailing that you're just like, I don't even know what part of the song we're in anymore. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, what key are we in? I don't even know what key we're in anymore. <laughs> it's, it's things like those that make me very happy I play with my father to have someone to back me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or you just look over and be like, it's his fault. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just... It's, it's not me. I'm the talent here. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, I think sometimes when you just like go up on stage and you autopilot through stuff, it's almost better than like overthinking and overanalyzing it. Right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of songs, especially now. Uh, uh, initially, like when I was you know, sort of starting to play shows and stuff, I I definitely leaned more towards the easier stuff yes that like the four chords and the smile you know yeah the, the big thing and now we're sort of leaning more towards a bit more complicated stuff not nothing like insane you know definitely no like stevie ray vaughn stuff or yeah. quite yet but uh like guns and roses is a big thing that we're going to be leaning more into and you know it's it's definitely a, a learning process but it's a lot of fun knowing that I'm sort of evolving my skill from what it you know used to be, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you've been coming to Jam Night for what, maybe about a year or two. Uh, about a year, yeah. Well, it's actually coming up on the second year here soon. So then you got to think like, what were some of the first songs you played at Jam Night, and how does that compare to what were some of the songs you're playing at recent shows? Uh, well, uh, some of the earlier songs, especially uh, a specific one, thanks to. Uh, and a name drop here, um, Mr. Clint Riedel. Mm-hmm. Actually, I kind of want to go into that story before we leave off on that topic. Um, Let's do it. Uh, bef- before I really started taking music seriously was uh, December of 2019. And uh, Clint Riedel was going to be playing at my grandfather's bar. And my dad my mom all heard, you know, he was this dirty folk musician. And they, they, so they wanted to check him out, and they asked if I wanted to come. And... Well, when we got there, you know, he, he was playing through the songs. We we thought he was just amazing. He was mm-hmm. he was hilarious, very uh, very talented, especially with the little drum thing on, yeah. with his foot. Don't know what that is, but it's it's cool, and I want one. Yeah, like the suit, <laughs> the suitcase drum thing. Yeah, yeah that was really rad. Uh, but uh, he went to his break. Of course, my father went out to for a smoke break, and I'd follow because God knows you don't leave the youngest child alone with. You know, his nerves, he's going to have a nervous breakdown or something. <laughs> and we, so they got got talking about music and such. And, well, of course, Clint asked if we wanted to get up there and play a song. Yep, that's Clint. And uh, that song, you know, after, like, 
don't know, I think Clint got back in there and played maybe two more songs and asked again because I was like, no. It's just, <laughs> no. I'm going to get up there. I'm going to mess up. No. Was your dad egging it on? Yeah, oh, of course. So <laughs> my, 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 dad's, my, my dad's been like supportive from day one. He's, he's wanted me to do this. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, gosh, I mean, that's, that's really important, honestly. Uh, people that don't have that kind of support from at home. It's rough. It's not easy. Right. Yeah. And, well, of course, since I'm telling this story and I'm here now, I, I got up there and I sang that song. And it's probably the best I've ever sang that song, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It was When Doves Cry by Prince. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing that's crazy. is like you, you pick out like songs that I wouldn't pick out. And I think that's one of the things I enjoy about going to watch <laughs> you play. is because even though like our... Are, the things we like are like adjacent to one another. You're still picking out stuff right. that I wouldn't play or wouldn't choose to sing and stuff. Like I don't, I don't know if I'd ever try to attempt a Prince song. And that's pretty <laughs> wild that you're out there. Like first song you did live in front of people, like on a stage. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was definitely daunting to oh, say the man. least. Yeah, and of course my mom was sitting, you know, front row essentially, and record recorded the whole thing, posted it on Facebook, and. Great response, actually. Also, oh, it's out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. If you want to hurt your ears and hear my very early voice, yeah. S- somebody send in a link. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see this thing. Oh, please, no. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. That's so cool. So, like, how old were you when this happened? Maybe 16, 15, 17? Uh, I just turned 16. You, so. you had just turned 16 at the yes. time. Wow, that's crazy. I was about to... Sp- time I, I got on stage for the first time but mine was like a built-in thing where like i had a, a punk band at school and it's oh. like hey here's this you know homecoming thing and <laughs> it's an assembly or whatever and you guys want to play a song during it it's like yeah cool you know so Love we that. were like we're rock stars and i didn't <laughs> it went okay but it honestly like socially didn't go very well uh, somebody videotaped <laughs> us um not with a cell phone like they did with you yeah. with with a camera about the size of that trunk right next to your oh. face and they were just like oh, i'm gonna record this and that's how big cameras were when i grew up oh god <laughs> Not, you're, you're you're ancient yes i'm Cell pretty phones? pretty close yeah but yeah somebody <laughs> recorded it and uh yeah that you could hear people not enjoying it as much as, as they <laughs> right. could have been so let's just say oh. that but we were also in high school so that begs me to think do you think it would have been different if you played in front of your peers in a high school setting or? oh god definitely yeah I- I was not the popular kid, to say the least. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, getting picked on was a regular thing for me. I, I definitely tried to hang out with the cool kids. Definitely tried. Yeah. But uh, it, it's tough when uh, people think you don't fit in. So That's similar to me. I thought I was the cool kid. <laughs> I very much was not. Um, but, yeah, and I, I was, I don't know. High school is different for everybody, but being in front of your peers, I think regardless of what side of the fence you're on, is probably just as awkward, you know? Like, even if you are the quote-unquote cool kid, they're probably just like, oh, i got to dress nice or whatever. I don't know what it is. got to dress nice, act a certain way. Yeah, or maybe that's how they normally act. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I guess I didn't take any psychology classes, really. Maybe they're just mean to be mean. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't play in front of your peers, which might have actually been a plus for you. Um, (laughs) But... You know, because like that was something when I played in front of my peers, I was like, I don't know if I should just pack this up because people <laughs> were not enjoying it. But we found a few people that did and kind of went with it that way. So there was, was still like a small support group, yeah. you know, thankfully. 
But out of this show, uh, what was your avenue to finally get to a jam night then? Did you start taking lessons and then go to a jam night? Or did you go see Clint play live a few more times? Or uh, Actually... Uh... Uh, Clint, I think initially, like after we got done playing, asked if we wanted to go to jam night. And of course, we were in the process of moving at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, moving from a place to another place. There we go. That's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we didn't really have the time. And so I just kept on playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I really got motivated after that first show. I was like, maybe I can do this, you know? Like, yep. Maybe this is a thing. And of course, you know, I think maybe four, four or five months after, I uh, went to a jam night. Uh, very short-lived. I didn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I didn't even talk to anyone. I don't think, I, I don't think I like I saw you and you were playing, and another gentleman was playing. Not that I can remember the name, but yeah. And I, I just thought it was super cool. And of course, Clint being Clint being the nicest human on the planet, mm-hmm. uh, asked if I wanted to get up there. And it's just absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I think after that, it was a time we went, it was Clinton and Jeremy uh, playing in Fort Dodge somewhere. Not that I can remember the name of the place that way. And my dad knew uh, Jeremy previously from, from where I don't, I don't know, but he... Uh, sat down with Jeremy, brought me over, and asked if I wanted to take lessons, guitar lessons, which we had talked about previously, but we, of course, schoolwork always came first, and Mm -hmm. if you don't get the good grades, you don't get to become a rock star, you know? Yep. And... (laughs) (laughs) Good dad. Yeah, good dad, good dad. Uh, And so, of course, I said yes. I was like, I just got done watching Jeremy shred. Yeah, I was know. gonna say, was, was this before or after? Because if it was after, I'd be like, "Yeah, I want to take lessons from that guy." Like, what, what the hell? You even gotta ask? Yeah. Like, t- tell me the time and date. We'll we'll yeah. be there. Yes, I'll be there. I'm canceling stuff for this. <laughs> of course. And so, yeah, I think shortly after I started taking lessons was when I short, showed up to jam night, which I didn't even know Jeremy lived like near Barnum. Yeah. And so when I I think. Uh, I think it was you, probably. You initially asked if I wanted to play the guitar, and I was, of course, I was like, no. Like, what the hell, no? Like, that thing is an electric. I, I play, I play a wood, like with a hole in it. Did you, had you ever played an electric before that, really? Or? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Electric was completely foreign to me. So oh wow! It was again. I've said this before, but it was a real learning experience. You know, it's like, hey, you can't rest your hand on the strings anymore. <laughs> yeah, you dingus. Yeah, you dingus. <laughs> That's and, crazy. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was pretty much like at the same time you started taking lessons that you went up there and started playing. So okay, that makes me think. Like, do you have an electric guitar now that you play? Uh, yeah, we we definitely invested after those few st- uh, first few jam nights. Uh, I was I was definitely interested, and in I talked to my dad about it, and course my dad being my dad he was super into les pauls and stuff and he really wanted les paul i was like but but prs like they make some pretty neat looking guitars hey and of course prs is not exactly a cheap brand nope Uh, just just putting that out there yeah (laughs) and so my my dad uh, i think it was something along the lines of you got to learn this song and you got to play it and you got to play it well 
mm-hmm. and you got to sing with it, and you got to sing it well. And that was, so I, I worked worked at it, and that song, of course, thinking uh, looking back at it now, it's certainly not a difficult song. It was a uh, it was a Seether song actually, mm-hmm. and it, it was the one with Amy Lee. All right, <laughs> and <laughs> and so I I sat down for a week, and one day in I picked up the pick and pattern, you know, just hammering hammering it down. Uh, the next week I started trying to work the vocals, or not next week, but next day, mm-hmm. started working the vocals into it. And that was probably the hardest thing I had done up to that point because I, uh, e- even coming from like a classical guitar player, finger picking is not, not, uh, not exactly native to me. It's, no. It's, it's definitely very tough, especially when you're trying to sing with it. Oh, like, I could just imagine. You know, I struggle talking and playing, you know, with finger picking sometimes, <laughs> let alone trying to hit like certain notes. <laughs> yeah, I could just imagine that. It's like, I mean, playing and singing, just normal stuff is not, it's not like super hard, but there's a learning curve to it. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, it's almost like, let's make one of these things more difficult. Now let's see how good you are. I don't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you think that's hard? Just wait. <laughs> yeah, just wait till we try this out, you know? <laughs> so I'm assuming you got the song played. Uh, that I did, and he he gave me a week, and I got it done in three days. Oh wow! And so, yeah, that was definitely like puff up your chest moment, you know. Yeah. Like, wow, I, I'm 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 pretty cool. Yeah. Th- then I looked online, and you know, everyone was like, you know, this is pretty easy. I was like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Jeez. So, but eventually, we 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 got that PRS. Nice, so. nice. Dad ponied up. That's cool. That's cool. Kept kept his word. That's pretty sweet, though, like, to have that motivation to do that kind of stuff, though, because, like, my parents bought me a beginner, well, my mom uh, bought me a beginner's guitar, like, for my first guitar, and when I started, like, playing shows and stuff, and, like, I played the beginner's guitar, it was just a Squire Strat, but, like, I played it enough to kind of start wearing it out, and it was like, all right, we'll buy you a, you know, a nicer guitar, and so that was, like, you know, the motivation, it's like, well, if you, if you want one, you know, here it is, but you gotta. If you want anything else, you gotta work out of this like beginner's stage oh, here. So yeah, that's cool. So I went from the ground up on that one, but you know, it's it's really kind of cool. I, I guess I really never didn't think you didn't play that much electric guitar. So let me ask you this: What do you have more fun playing? Oh, that's oh, that's a tough one. I, I mean, acoustic is, is is a lot of fun. And I do enjoy not not just like strumming chords and singing along, but you can get some really cool tone out of like an acoustic guitar, something that you'll never get out of an electric. Mm-hmm. But I like the bends. I, I I like I like my whammy bar. Yeah. <laughs> I like the squeals. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I like all the the metalhead stuff. You know, and oh, I, I think probably playing the electric has has stole stole my heart. At least for the time being. Yeah. You know, it, um, it, there's a lot of cool songs on the electric that you can't really convert to acoustic without changing it a lot. So. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the the double-edged sword of that though, or like, I mean, 
you can't really play like you could play Master of Puppets acoustic, but if you play it exactly like it's supposed to be played on electric, it might not sound as cool, you know. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, you can't really like chug an electric or an acoustic guitar like oh. you could an electric. Oh, you sh- oh you can sure try. Yes. Yeah, there's probably somebody on the internet's like, oh, this thing chugs, it chugs. You just wait. There's you always know? that one guy. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, I mean, for a while that was me. I just went onto every website and I was like, tone, tone. It was like tone. It's like. You know, oh man, I was a horrible, horrible person when I was like doing the tone quest thing for the electric guitar. I was like, I gotta find the perfect tone I want, you know. And eventually, I just gave up, and I'm like, I like them all, you know. It's kind of like right. car guys. It's like I like Mustangs, and eventually, they're just like I like them all. Yeah, yeah, I got a Camaro too, whatever, you know. Or... <laughs> oh man, so electric and acoustic now, and you actually have an electric that that you get to dabble on at home instead of just having to wait to go to like jam night and trying to <laughs> trying to play one there so i bet that's got to be pretty fun oh um, yeah I, I definitely recently like w- once i get my homework for the two bands that we're in uh all done and set aside i definitely pick up the electric and start i, I just recently started learning soothsayer by a buckethead oh no way yeah it's it's really really fun and i haven't gotten to all the shreddy bits yet but once i do oh Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Soothsayer is uh, an amazing song. And it's kind of weird because it's like somebody's like, I like this Buckethead song. And it's like, well, he's got 200 albums. Which song is it? You know, but that's that's <laughs> right. one of the classics there for sure. So yeah. uh, if anybody hasn't heard that one and you like instrumental stuff, check it out. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, the man with the, the head of Bucket. So The, uh, the KFC head. Yes. Guy. Yes. I don't know if you can do the KFC ones anymore. I think you might have gotten sued or something. Cause <laughs> it, it sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. I might be making that up. Call in if you know. Uh, this isn't live. What am I kidding? Uh, so that's pretty crazy. Like, are, are you learning that one with Jeremy at your lessons, or are you learning that one kind of on your own? Or uh, that, that one's definitely on my own. I, I try not to task Jeremy with too much pain and suffering, because to say the least, I, I'm not necessarily a slow learner, but I do... Like, in a situation, like, in a lesson environment, I, I'm i definitely, like, a lot slower because all the nerves is, like, especially working with someone like Jeremy who's, like, that good. Yeah. You, you, you know, getting in your head is a big issue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do that at jam nights even with him. It's just like, come up here and play with me. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he's just like, A minor. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to wreck this. And it's like, A minor. Like, just play an A minor, dude. Like, just do- do what he said. <laughs> just fill in the holes. Like, come on. That is kind of fun, though, like, uh, to take a lesson from somebody like that. Because I never really took any lessons. And there was people around me that I, like, really looked up to. But I never went out and took lessons from anyone. Um, do you think it adds a lot to what you're doing? Or do you think it's one of the reasons why you're so rapidly progressing as a guitar player? I can confidently tell you right now, uh, today at this very time, and this in this very point in this podcast, that I would not be where I am right now without Jeremy Over. Oh, nice. So is it like one of those things, like, just now you realize that? Or no, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh yes, I, I just, like... <laughs> up just, up just until clicked. now, it was all me. And then, yeah. then you said that, and I was like, no, maybe it's not all me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come down to earth a moment. Exactly. So you were saying two bands. We mentioned one earlier with Suddenly Hollow. That's right. the band with you and your dad. Um, and you do also have a band with Scotty Rockstar, correct? That I do. And uh, the name is Scotty Rockstar Unplugged named it after himself don't you know don't think it gives him too much of an ego oh <laughs> love you scotty yeah i love you scotty oh man uh, but hey, yeah i had a band for a while it was named after me so yeah uh, yeah i think yeah, it's what everyone touche. it's what everyone does though to an extent i mean 
I'm trying to think like Phil Collins, you know, or I'm just like yeah. everybody to, you know, Tom Petty, you know, or yeah, I, I just like to make fun of Scotty a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he still needs to come on here sometime. Absolutely, I'll try and talk him into it. But so you so you join up with Scotty Rockstar Unplugged. That's that's pretty cool. So who I think I already know who's in it, but who all is in it? Uh, it's me, uh, Scotty Rockstar, yep. and uh, my father. Nice. Who's again also in my other band. Mm-hmm. And well, we we've all known each other, and uh, especially. Um, uh, for anyone who probably doesn't know, or, well, I'm sure a lot of people do, uh, Scotty Rockstar was originally Scotty Rockstar and Tracy Ernst. Yes. And, well, me and my dad have known Scotty Rockstar and Tracy for, uh, since, since I was knee-high, to say the least. Yeah, your dad and, was saying that. You were just like a little kid when you guys yeah. knew him. And, of course, you know, growing up, seeing these people play, and uh, it, it's definitely, again, it, it's very inspiring to see. It's like, I want to do that, and I'll, I'll definitely like lay awake at night and like just imagine in my head me being up there with the guitar, just shredding all along, along, <laughs> you know, just definitely blurring out the fretboard in my imaginary dream because <laughs> I totally know what all those funky little lines are. Yep. But <laughs> that, that was definitely a big part of it, and and so uh, recently uh, uh, it's coming up to uh, I suppose a, a year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy Ernst passed away. And, uh, of course, was an awful hit. And Scotty, I'm aware, uh, was thinking, you know, maybe he just didn't want to do it anymore. He didn't want to play music. And, of course, us being us, and, you know, we, I believe it was maybe my father might have talked to him. And he was like, wait, what, what am I doing? We have, you know, I have this guy right here right now like he he can play guitar we've known each other since you know years and years almost a decade probably probably more and so and then he had another like moment of realization why am i limiting limiting myself to this old guy you know yeah <laughs> you know why why can't i play with the you know the young kid too who's you know and so i i guess that was sort of like the defining moment of sort of the new little scotty rockstar unplug thing going on now but, yeah, sorry, I keep on losing my train of thought. <laughs> no, that's cool. So, like, uh, you and Scotty, uh, I know I've been jamming here and there uh, quite a bit, and I, I don't know this much about Scotty, uh, and I've known him for quite a while, just not personally. Um, am I wrong to say that, like, he's been expanding himself quite a bit lately, like, as you guys have been playing, where he's been, like, starting to play the drums and, like, start to play the guitar more and things like that, too? Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I've known Scotty for a little while, and... I knew he had like a drum kit and whatnot, but I didn't realize he actually played. And I think that might be him at jam night. He might be getting into it a lot more than he used to because we, we've come together and jammed like at his house and he would have his drum kit and, you know, he's playing away instead of, you know, just singing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even recently he's starting to play the guitar now because, of course, having multiple guitar players, you know, if you mess up, yeah, you got you got a guy right behind you. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And so I think that might be a little comforting, but it's really cool to see because he's definitely coming into a lot more musician, you know, musicianship as towards you know playing instruments and such. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, like if I recall correctly, some of the first times I ever saw Scotty, I I, I don't want to say he didn't play anything, but he was just as a performer, like a singer. That was like what he that right, was his bread yeah. and butter, you know. 
And now it's like you go to jam nights and it's like, oh, he's playing an acoustic. Oh, he's playing the drums. Like, what the heck can't this guy do, you know? Yeah, it's <laughs> so like, it's, sooner or later, Scotty Rockstar's, Scotty Rockstar Unplugged is just going to be Scotty with a loop pedal. And like a <laughs> drum kit. Going to have a bass just sitting aside. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like sitting around a, just a mountain of gear. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Like, I, it's kind of fun that like you guys can all come together and you can kind of almost egg each other on to get better like right. that, you know? Um, <laughs> I think having buddies with you in the music scene definitely helps out um, just to progress yourself as well. So, I mean, it's really cool that you're surrounding yourself with some some positive people. And I know you've been, like, picking up a lot of gigs, uh, not just with Scotty, but also with you and your father in uh, Suddenly Hollow. So, um, you've been playing a lot of shows in the Fort Dodge-ish area. I mean, definitely not limiting yourselves to Fort Dodge. But this is, like, yeah. your first year of doing gigs, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... Uh Definitely really cool because, you know, of course, as you said, it's the first year playing and getting, like, booked consistently, like, playing pretty much every weekend, every month, and even sometimes on weekdays. Mm -hmm. It's, like, very wow. You know, you, you sit back and wonder, how the heck did this happen? You know, you go from one minute, you're just playing along in your bedroom, and suddenly you're out there, you know, playing in front of crowds and such. And so that was, yeah, it's definitely... Definitely uh, a big, big wow factor. <laughs> well, how did it happen? This is how it happened. You worked, you worked hard, and you're a reliable person. You know, like, that's pretty much what it is. It's like, like uh, hey, you can play three chords. You can probably play thirty songs. Come up, come, yeah. come up here. <laughs> you know? But also, like going to jam nights. You know, that that also helped egg me on. Before I started playing, I played in like a punk band down in Des Moines, but it was far enough away where nobody knew me. And everyone's like, well, you're playing in Des Moines, it's a big city and stuff. It's like, yes, it is, but nobody knows me down there. So, yeah. if, like, if I suck, I just drive two hours away and nobody oh. ever sees me again, you know? So, it's kind of neat. God, we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> just mess up, like, one chord and you'll never have to see the people again. Yep, yep. And I'm out of there. I'm out of there, you know? But, uh, you know, when I started playing around here, I went to some jam nights in Barnum and and Jeremy and Clint were always there trying to egg me on to play. And it's like, no, 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 you know. And then finally, you know, they got me and I, I went up and played some. That's kind of like how I got started doing a bunch of that stuff. And, you know, it, it's fun because watching everybody there, they all have like a slightly different style, you know. Uh, Jesse's got like a rock and country feel and and Clint's got that like Americana and folk. And Jeremy's got like blues mixed with metal on an acoustic. But he goes as far as playing like jazzy stuff and more classical kind of stuff too. And he's played pop songs and whatever. And you know, and yours is like the late 80s, early 90s feel kind of stuff for rock. And you even mix some more modern stuff in there. And, and I think that's one of the things that attributes our area to having a lot of people getting booked so consistently on shows. Because it's like... And I'm just, I don't want to like just throw out a random place, but like uh, say somewhere in Fort Dodge that has shows every week. It's like, well, now you've got, you've got three different country acts and two rock acts and a couple singer songwriters and a blues guy. Right. And, and now you've got the eighties, nineties, you know, rock guy in there uh, with the grunge kind of feel. And it's like, you know, so that's like, you, you fit in well and it's, uh, it's kind of weird because like. I'm sure your dad thinks the same way to an extent, but like to me, grunge was like, oh, I was a little kid. This was popular not too long ago. And then you start to think about it, you're like, well, all those are the people that have jobs now that are going into restaurants paying, f you know, money for food and drinks that actually <laughs> want to listen to this stuff right. now. So you're fit in now. It's not like, you know, it's not like everyone has to have country songs, you know? Yeah, it's uh, absolutely wonderful, especially I'm, I'm really, really happy to have grown up in such like a very welcoming music scene because mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, if it wasn't, as welcoming as it was and you know people as interested in in music and itself 
I, I probably, you know, wouldn't get booked, you know. I'd, I'd probably be stuck playing, being a YouTube guitarist, which, you know, nothing wrong with that. No. You know, absolutely not. You know, you, you can definitely do a lot there. Mm-hmm. But still, it's, uh, it's definitely very, 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 very uh, great. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> was that ever something on your radar? Because, I mean, like, that's something that's a little bit different between our age group is, like, you grew up and there were YouTube guitarists. Right? Well, I mean, when I grew up, those didn't exist, you know? And so I'm sure you watched a bunch of them or you have some of your favorites here or there or you have some of, of them you don't like, you know, or whatever. Um, I mean, I've got a few I don't like, and I'm not going to call anybody out because in case they're your favorites. But, <laughs> but um, uh, I think me and Owen had a discrepancy over whether or not I liked somebody and he did or didn't. Oh, so oh, like, oh, it was no. just like, all right, I'm not having this conversation with young people anymore. <laughs> but was that ever something you were like, I could probably do this. Maybe I'll be a YouTube guitarist. Was that something that you were thinking ever at one point in time? Uh, actually, I, I think I might fund myself to be the oddity out here because... I, I saw all these YouTube guitarists, you know, they're making these wacky, funny videos. And, of course, there's, there's you know, serious, like, uh, serious guitarists out there that are, you know, out and gigging and such. But I, I saw all these, like, wacky, you know, concept videos. I was like, I, and, and I mean, not, not trying to knock anybody here, but I, I always feared, like, if I became some big YouTube guitarist, I wouldn't be seen as legitimate as someone who came up in a band and such. That's very true. Now that you say that, uh, that's like my first thing I think. Most of the time when I see these guys, it's like, well, this guy's obviously talented. And they're like, what? He's in a band. I'm like, but this band sucks. And then right. you go listen to it and you're like, this band is amazing. You know, it's like, I don't even want to like it and I like it, you know? So uh, there is definitely that stigma with uh, YouTube guitarists in general where people just either tend to not take them seriously because they're just being funny online yeah. or or it's just like well this guy's just running arpeggios here and showing you what a pedal can do he's not really talented and it's like yeah you know he's actually really oh, talented yeah. you know <laughs> they're, they're a lot better than you might think oh yeah and that's that's pretty insane to think of that so like i i i always kind of wanted to like try something like that but I, also my talent level is not as good as a lot of those guys so i was like there's no way i'm putting myself out there like that to go and, right. and go on youtube and be like i'm a youtube guitarist like no you're not you can barely play like you know mary had a little lamb on a, on a guitar don't, hey, don't that could be your thing you, you could just like strum a, like a few notes here and there and and you can like make millions oh you, man. you got this yes <laughs> Oh, oh no, no more podcast. You, you just make YouTube videos. Sounds great. Sounds great. You know, and some of those videos are actually kind of funny because like I watch, uh, there was like one I used to watch and the guy would just like talk, pretty much talk about other YouTube guitarists was like what he did. And it was kind of fun because he had his favorites and his not favorites. And well, like he would just post random videos of, of crazy stuff every now and then. Like one of them was he, he turned on a tube amp and then he put some bread in there and made like a bunch of toast and made BLTs with it. And it's like, what are you, like, what are you doing? It doesn't even make any sense. It's like, ah, I just toasted some stuff with an old orange, orange amp head from the eighties. And it's like, all right, but like, <laughs> there's way more creativity in there. Oh, here comes big daddy Ray Ray. Oh man. So yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. That's the, that's the downside of having a studio that you share. And if you can call it a studio, I guess that's pretty much what this is. I used to do that in air quotes to people where it's like studio. And it's like, well, that just means computer with a USB interface. It doesn't really mean anything anymore. It, so, ru- it runs Google Chrome. <laughs> yes. I'm using GarageBand to record this cause it's high quality and, and <laughs> it's free. Uh, <laughs> so do you and scotty's bands have like a different set of set lists because i'm i'm just 
And I'm, I'm assuming like with your band, with you and your dad, I'm sure your musical stylings are similar enough where it's like, you want to play this song? Yep. You want to play this song? Yes. You know, and it's just like, right. it almost doesn't matter. But like with Scotty, you might have to be like, well, maybe this isn't in his range, which might not, you know, he's got a pretty wide range. Yeah, he's a good singer. So yeah. Scott, Scotty's got quite, quite the pipes on him. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's not the way to describe it, but maybe the songs aren't his bread and butter that he wants to sing. So right. like. Uh, how do you traverse that, or or are the songs similar, or is there much crossover between the two? Well, thankfully, we are very interested in similar styles of music, and I think that's probably mostly because, well, my dad grew up on that style of music, Scotty grew up on that style of music, and I grew up with my father. So, there you, go. you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just happened naturally. Yep. <laughs> and, and so, uh, we usually... Uh, connect on a lot of different like musical styles and definitely a lot of songs that we might want to do but uh yeah especially like now we're definitely leaning more towards like rock stuff more i know i know my dad really wants to get into the 80s because mm-hmm. that was a big thing for him oh yeah and I, i'm really into well I, I i i should say i i've listened to skid row quite a lot which is a, oh, big, yeah. a big band for me yeah. sebastian bach is like the coolest, not to mention like Snake and Scotty, the two guitar players. Uh, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Skid Row, some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, a little Slave to the Grind. Well, that's, Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's some killer stuff there. I might say something controversial here, but Subhuman Race was actually a good album. Like, uh, oh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I could, I'm not gonna say no, it wasn't, but uh, <laughs> you're definitely entitled to your opinion. So don't don't come after me. So uh, scroll down below into the description section and find his bands and comment on it. As how much? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do have to say that I'll say it in the outro and stuff. But all the links are down below for uh, Suddenly Hollow. If you guys want to check that out, does Scotty uh, Rockstar Unplugged have any social media? Uh, I believe he has his Facebook page. It's not right. very active, but. We, we do post updates there occasionally. All right. I'll, uh, I'll snag some of those social media for that and put it down below, too, for, uh, for you guys. Um, and I do know that, like, uh, you've, you've kind of been testing the waters as far as, like, maybe trying to, to be in another band or, or things like that. You know, it's one of those fun things where, you know, now that you realize what this is, it's like, well, now where do I stop? Because, like, that's another spot you got to find yourself in where it's like, how much learning of music is too much before i'm in over my head and i'm like yeah with three different bands that all have different four hour sets and uh, yeah <laughs> uh, it's definitely a big part because of course uh my my dad is like very aware like i'm in my prime years to to learn all these things and so i'm, I'm sort of just trying to just be a sponge a musical sponge and absorb everything as as much as possible and of course we We've been trying to and looking into maybe doing other projects with other people as well. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, you know, other musicians. And yeah, that's a big, big part of what we're doing right now. Uh, lost my train of thought again. Brain go burr. <laughs> so what, what's the like style you would say that you play the most then? And uh, are there any styles you're trying, kind of trying to lean towards? Because I remember you were saying you're starting to play a little bit more rock now. And your dad's right. kind of hoping you get into that 80s rock, which I could totally see you just destroying some 80s rock. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's definitely... Hmm. keep on saying definitely a lot. Gosh, yeah. It's, it's a buzz, right. buzzword. I have one, and I can't remember what it is, and somebody will tell me. But the, for a while, <laughs> like they told me it was a, a drinking game they had, was to like take a drink every time I said one word. I don't remember. It was like awesome or amazing or like, you know, killer awesome. or something. But... <laughs> Oh, yeah. So what's your like? Uh, what kind of style would you say you have like on a guitar as of like right now? Uh, 
Well, to say, I, I can't really say I have a particular style because I am still evolving my playing and one day I'll listen to one song and I'll try to mimic some of that and uh, I'll even admit some things here and going to jam night and such, you know, watching Jeremy play, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up a few of his licks just watching him play and I'll get right up right after him and play those exact same licks <laughs> just in a different key. Uh, and, it, and it even applies to you. I, I watch you play a lot of times, and uh, a, a lot, especially like in the early like couple jam nights uh, when Jeremy might not have been there. I, I watched you play, and I, I definitely like tried to copy everything you did because <laughs> I thought I just thought it was super cool. And of course, I, I do try to come up with you know riffs on my own, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, and I'm not just like a total thief, but uh, especially working with Jeremy, I'm, I'm just going to steal things anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like you're even stealing things. Cause I mean, that's, everyone's already like any small pattern I've ever done on a guitar where it's like, this is the riff I played. It's like, I probably heard it somewhere else or learned it somewhere else <laughs> or stole like that tiny passage of four notes out of a solo of something else or whatever. Or somebody's going to be like, that's the BB King blues box. And I'm going to be like, okay, whatever, you know, like. I sat in the basement and learned this on my own. Sorry, it's a common thing that everybody knows, you know? <laughs> Literally me. <laughs> Just watching a YouTube video, I was like, hey, that's that thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what a lot of it is, is sitting there and watching other people. And that's kind of how I got better at playing guitar, was I played, like, a lot in a church with, like, a church band. So it's like... We're on the fly a lot. We're playing this, and it's it's a whole lot of like they just turn around like play, play the chorus again. And it's like okay, okay, and you're like okay, it's these chords, and you just like go back into it, you know. And <laughs> so like doing that kind of stuff was you know that's not like I wouldn't call that thievery even in the slightest bit, you know. Sure. And I'm honestly like I, I want to be like oh I'm so flattered, you know, that you would you would see what I'm doing and want to want to mimic it, but it's also like that's pretty much how I learned too. And I had those people around, you know, when I was growing up. So it's really kind of neat to know that I was like you know, one of those people for somebody else, you know, and I've said it before, like, uh, even on this podcast, sometimes me and your dad will be outside and we'll be watching you and it's like, God dang, like every, every now and then there's some like flashes of excellence that it's just like, what the hell is going on? This kid is just shredding it up there, you know? And it's, it's like for a whole song, you just destroy the song. And it's like, dude, he was feeling that one, you know? And, I, and it's like, I don't know where you pull some of the riffs you pull out, you know? And there's, and I've, I even said it to him, you know, like there's some stuff you do that I don't know if I could do, you know? So it's, it's really kind of cool to know that, you know, like I would say a lot of what I do is really, really blues based, but yours doesn't just stay there, you know, and that's what I think is probably one of the coolest things about watching. Uh, uh, I'll let you in on a little secret about my playing. Uh, do you know the pentatonic scale? Yeah. <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's that's a lot of what I use, too. <laughs> yep. Uh, ad nauseum for the most part, too. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of people that tell you like, hey, that's you know, 60% of what I'm doing up there is 70%. It's like, holy cow, are you serious? Like, how come what you're doing is not the same as what I'm doing when we're using the same notes, you know? Like, yeah, I, I've had that same realization as of late. It's like, I am playing the exact same thing you did. Well, why doesn't it sound good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty fun, though, like, to, to, to do some of that stuff. Or, like, I, you know, I've definitely gone to jam nights or, like, heard songs or things like that where, like, I'm going to go home and learn that on my own where nobody's going to judge me so I don't have to try it out here for the first time in front of all these people. But that is also kind of the fun thing about jam night is, like, you can go practice something at home and go up there and be like, eh, let's give it a whirl. Let's throw it in this song and see yeah. how it fits, you know? And Yeah, no, one, no one's going to judge you. No one's going to make fun of you. Yeah. You know? Like, e e even if you mess up, you know, I, I've, which I can admit, I've done plenty of times and 
everyone's just super supportive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of people that have gotten, like, halfway through a song and bailed on it, you know? Or it's like, I was feeling this song, and now I'm not feeling it. Or, like, I know the intro riff to this. Let's see if, <laughs> let's see if we can figure out the verse riff, you know? And you're just kind of guessing uh, your way through it. Me uh, to a T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, I, I do love the fact that you grew up with, like, a family that, that helped you play guitar. I mean, that's definitely something that's really neat, you know, and, and the whole fact that, like, Tracy Ernst was around, you know, Scotty Rockstar since you were so young, and you've kind of, like, re-met up with Scotty as, an, you know, a young adult, and you're, like, starting to play in a band with him and things like that. It's kind of kind of cool. I, I, and once again, I don't have anything to, like, relate this to my life because I didn't really have too many people like that in my life. Um when I was younger, like I did know Jeremy Ober and I, you know, I had gone to shows to see like Chris Carr when I was about your age, but I hadn't really like invested anything in the scene really. And I didn't really know there like was a scene where there were people that were out there like playing a lot of shows, you know, I just thought it was like garage rockers. So it's kind of cool that you got like exposure to this at such a young age. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely very fortunate to be around the people I'm, especially being able to be here and talk with you being a very excellent musician yourself oh. i'm 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 very happy to be where i am right now don't make me blush man look mom i'm on tv <laughs> oh man so have you uh we did mention this a little bit but have you ever tried writing your own music now that you know like some music theory and i'm sure you've learned plenty of chords and kind of how to put them from together start to finish and I have definitely been working on writing a lot of music, and some of which is I'm really, really happy with. I, I have to admit that. But it's still a very slow process with me. Uh, like, I can write a bunch of riffs that I think are absolutely amazing, and my dad might assume the same, and people, other people might like the, the riffs, but as soon as it comes to lyric writing, I, my brain just shuts off and goes elsewhere adhd just like full full crank leaves leaves my body and and so like i've i've fully written like one song that i've played live but there's probably like 16 that i haven't oh geez uh, <laughs> holy cow I, i'll have to say this i'm not a good songwriter i've i can do it and i have done it but I think some of that just comes down to at least practicing it. Because, I mean, I'm sure it's no different than, like, just playing the guitar in general. Like, you have to practice it to get good at it, you know. And right. I'm the same as you, where it's like, if I find a riff, and it's like, I could plug a few of these riffs together, and this might make a song. But then it's like, what do I say to this? And then it's like, all this stuff I want to say, not only is garbage, but it turns all these riffs into garbage by association, right. you know. And then it's like, now I don't even <laughs> want to hear these riffs because I wrote that crappy song to it. You know, so like I just throw the whole thing away. Yeah, just throw the computer. Just pick up the computer and just throw it in the dumpster. It's over. Just call it a day. <laughs> but that's wild. So you've got you've got enough for an album if you really wanted to make an album. Right. Yeah. Uh, is that a goal? Uh, I definitely like writing a complete album is definitely something I really want to do. But I I am still trying to find the confidence in what I write to really put it out there. Because I want what I do to be perfect, and I don't want it to be... Like, I don't want to listen back to a song like could possibly even be playing on the radio and listen back as like, I could have done that differently. You know, that, that could sound a lot better if I did this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I guess I'm, I wouldn't necessarily refer to myself as a perfectionist, but when it comes to music, I 
I definitely want to earn earn my salt. You know, I I wanna I wanna have other musicians listen to my music and actually, you know, wow, that's you know that that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. like like you were saying before, like those little spurts of inspiration is like, ah. Eh, yeah, I want that to be my whole set, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Instead of just you know, kind of one off of them there, but like, I you know I, I think is it is it one of those things where like doesn't matter where you're at in your life, like you're always gonna be learning new stuff on the guitar. So I think eventually you're always gonna be like, I wish I would have done this thing, I put out on an album two years ago better, you know. <laughs> so like, uh, that was like another thing I thought to myself, like when when is good enough good enough. To put it out there so like is that something you that's ever crossed your mind uh yeah that's i i i i'd be lying if i said it didn't but you know it, it's it's a battle with myself mostly it's you know can't listen to just one voice in my head you know <laughs> yeah. gotta listen to the other six yeah yeah and that's the other thing too though like there's two sides to every coin and it doesn't matter whether or not it's internal dialogue or external you know that's uh, that's pretty profound for this this little music podcast here but <laughs> but uh yeah i mean like i i've thought about that too like with myself and like i said i'm not a very good songwriter it's just and i'm, I'm saying that factly not like oh feel you know sorry for me i'm being humble it's it's i'm just not i haven't done enough of it i'm not good at it but like if I do enough of it and write a few songs, like when do you put out the EP or when do you put out the album or when do you drop a single or whatever, you know, like when is it good enough? Or, and like, why don't you just use that as like a benchmark, like a starting point, you know? And like, so like you're, act, you're actually at that point in your life and you're much younger than I am. And I'm like having all these arguments with myself and it's like, man, if I don't ever put this thing out in the next 20 years, I might be dead, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not that much older than you, but uh, yeah. Just leave it up to the estate. They'll take care of it. <laughs> I'm to have to go through them all like Prince's demos or something. <laughs> it's going to be like Tupac. going to be released post, post-death post albums from the estate. <laughs> oh, hey. Death makes everything popular. Uh, yes. Oh, man. So you know what we need to do? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> God, Peter, put the gun down, please. <laughs> hey, people on Patreon, no, I don't have a gun. <laughs> people listening, I don't have a gun. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious! I I, th- I feel like I know you a lot better now than I did before, and uh, you know, talking to you because believe it or not, like I feel like everyone gets nervous around other musicians to an extent. I mean, we're all peers, we're all buddies, but I feel like every one of us has something we look up to the other one for as well, you know. So, um, right. I mean, that's another thing where it's like you're playing up there, and it's like I can't sing like him, and it's like I can't play half these songs. He's playing weird chords, you know, like. The solos he does are different than mine. How does he do them? I don't know. And it's like, so there's stuff that you do that I'm like, I look up to you for this aspect or, you know, one reason or another. So sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if I should talk to him. He's pretty cool, you know, but, but you're just a regular guy like the rest of us. So, it, so it's, you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's weird to hear myself referred to as a cool guy. A so. cool guy. He's one of the cool, cool guys. guys. Cool guy club. Oh, you're man. a name tag. <laughs> Put that on my Twitter. So you owe a lot of this to your dad. You've got two bands you're in you're a current gigging musician uh you're a, you're in the beginning stages of writing your own music have you played the song you wrote i remember hearing it at a jam night have you tried playing it at a gig somewhere no <laughs> oh man that's uh, that's the next step just fold it in there and don't tell someone it's not yours <laughs> and then wait for the response and just be like i wrote that and right. slide it in there at the end just wait for the applause and then if they if they don't just slide it under the rock. Yeah. Put it back to the work work workbench there. 
I've, I've, I like watching people do that because I kind of watch people fold them in. Some people will do put it in the preamble, and other people are just like play the song, and then when they're done, they're like, "That was one of mine." And then that's like all they say about yeah. it. People are like, "Wait, what did he say? You say that was one of his songs?" Like, you know, just like, like to, oh my god, he's actually good. Yeah, that was, you know? pretty, that was pretty good. I was wondering who sang that song. It's like I did just now, you know. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't the animals. What? <laughs> I thought I heard that in the seventies. No. So we got most of the stuff I actually wrote down on, on my like notes here taken care of. Just most of it, honestly, in general conversation, which is pretty cool. Because uh, these are all kind of things I wondered, you know, whether or not... Um, like the electric versus acoustic thing is a fun one for me. Um, I, I it's, It gives me great pleasure to know you're playing the electric now, too. But I guess I didn't know you were playing only the acoustic for so long. Which is probably why you can shred an electric so well, because your fingers are well well exercise to the <laughs> acoustic uh, maybe a little too well i i know when i first grabbed the electric and uh, i was with jeremy actually and he's like hey you know you can actually like lighten up how hard you press on the fretboard <laughs> i swear to god you're like gonna rip the thing in half <laughs> that, that is a good example of how different it is like i did play a show recently where i went acoustic the first half and electric the second half and it was just like the first song in with an electric, I was just like, oh, man, beetle, beetle, weedle, you know, just like going all up and down the neck. I'm like, this is cool. I can do this, you know, so <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's fun to watch you grow and get better and stuff like that, you know, especially over the last year or so, you know, even in that short amount of time. It's like, wow, this kid's getting quite a bit better than he was beforehand, and he was good when he came in here. So it's uh, it's fun to watch you grow because it kind of harkens me back to like when I was younger, um, you know, and how like you're not making the same mistakes I did by just like growing your hair out, playing a few chords and being like dude i am so cool i am so cool you know because that's pretty much what i did and it wasn't until i was like 27 that i was finally like all right i gotta learn this you know i actually learned this and by then i didn't have any hair and it was sad i can give you some of mine don't <laughs> I'll, worry. I'll take it that's gonna be the <laughs> selfie we take <laughs> you drape your hair over mine uh, oh gosh. my gosh is there anything else you want to talk about on the podcast here now that we covered uh, covered about an hour already easy I, I do have a few things I would like to mention. Yeah. Uh, mostly just giving thanks to a lot of people who got me where I am. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Jeremy Ober uh, wouldn't be, you know, sitting right here. Especially, like, if you were late to lessons, I probably wouldn't actually be here. So thank you for showing up on time. Uh, uh, and uh, Owen O'Brien for being, like, the best guitar playing bass player I know. <laughs> Alex Ravine was just sitting in the corner, just like, seething with yeah, rage. What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> uh, and you, you've uh, been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, last but not certainly not least, uh, Clint Riedel. You know, if he didn't ask me up on stage, you know that that fateful night, you know, on a, a cold December night, I should say, Ooh. I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. So. Thank you. It Thank sounds you like all. it might be a line to a song, you know, cold December night. Something, hmm. something. I got to get the pen and paper here. Let's start writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I thank you very much for sitting down talking with me on the podcast this week. Thank it's, you. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun to get the perspective of somebody younger that's, you know, on their way up as opposed to, you know, um, people like me who are, I don't want to say on the way down. That's not the way it should be said. But you know what I'm saying. Like somebody Jeez. like me. <laughs> getting darker. It is getting pretty dark. Sorry. Uh, let's light the mood up a little bit. Uh, Eric Lee, thank you once again. Uh, I really you. appreciate having you. Ah, there's another episode in the bank. Eric was pretty talkative on this episode. Uh, you know, it's one of those fun things. He's kind of a shy guy. Kind of like I am at shows. I'm not always the most talkative at shows or out in public. 
but he opened up quite a bit here and I was pretty pretty impressed by it you know he's a good kid like I said in the intro I wish I had my head screwed on as straight as this kid does um, you know he's, he definitely seems to be really well grounded he's he's not taking anything for granted he's working hard and it's not like he got to a certain level and was like well guess what I'm good enough I don't need to practice anymore no he's not doing any of that stuff he's doing the right thing he's he's constantly grinding he's learning new types of music and new styles and and new things to play and it's it's just nice to see that there's younger people out there you know still playing um you know him and owen going to jam nights it's it's it was wild the first time i saw them show up and i was like oh it's just a couple kids and then before you know it, it's like oh these kids are better than them that better than i am so uh you know hats off and once again how do people get that good they practice um like i said he's putting in the work he's putting in the real work to do this stuff so hats off to him for doing the real work and uh, like I said, just grinding away and doing it, it's, uh, it's really sweet. If you want to check out some of his stuff live, I highly suggest it. Go check out the links down below. You can watch uh, Suddenly Hollow playing a lot of places live these days in the northern Iowa area. There's links for all that down below, as well as Scotty Rockstar Unplugged. Uh, Eric also plays with Scotty Rockstar Unplugged with his father. So it's pretty sweet to see that he's got two bands, you know, essentially that he goes out and plays shows with and, and does stuff, you know, and... Uh, he does a lot more of the singing and things like that with uh, Suddenly Hollow, uh, most of the soloing and things like that. That's all him. You know, he's doing a lot, a lot, a lot of work out there in the solo realm uh, at a very young age. So hats off to him for doing that, taking the bookings and everything himself. I, I can't believe it. Uh, at his age, I couldn't have imagined doing what he's doing. So and once again, it comes back down to hard work. So if you guys want to see some hard work uh, paying off in action, go check them out live. Check out the links down below. Get out to a show. Just get out to a show. I mean, like I said, he's averaging like a show a week at least this year. So check him out. It's going to be totally worth your while. And you'll be blown away by uh, how talented this youngster is. So so check it out. Uh, like I said, uh, the links are down below for that. And uh, go support a local musician. If you're into the uh, supporting thing, you can support the podcast uh, non-monetarily. It's pretty easy. Uh, all you got to do is like, subscribe, share, comment on something. Uh, this is subscribe's a big one. If you're listening on YouTube, click that subscribe button. I'm trying to my best to push that thing up there. Um, it's been about a year since I've had the Patreon page. Uh, it's getting pretty close, anyways. And the Patreon page has been a, a pretty fun thing, honestly, uh, to sit down and and try to complete. And I, I do think that a lot of people are missing out if you're not doing the Patreon page. It's only a dollar a month. And uh, once again, if you don't want to do the Patreon page, that's totally fine. Uh, audio episodes are going to be free. Um, but I did try to push for a while that if I get up to 300 subscribers on YouTube, I'll, I'll drop a handful of those Patreon videos uh, for free for everybody. So if we can get up to 300 subscribers on YouTube, uh, I'll drop the first 20 episodes in there for free for anyone to listen to uh, and watch along with us as we kind of talk. And that's one of the fun things about this podcast. It doesn't always take place in the same location. Um, sometimes it's at, at my place in my quote-unquote studio. Other times I'm traveling to go visit the musicians at their homes. Sometimes we're meeting up at coffee shops and things like that or practice pads or places like that. Um, you know, so it's, it's pretty fun to, to go all these different places and, and talk to these people about what they do uh, as a hobby. And I'm using the term hobby loosely because a lot of these people, it's, it's a runaway hobby. It's a runaway hobby. So uh, Hats off to, to Eric and, uh, honestly, uh, Eric and his father, both for swinging up and sitting in on the podcast this week. Uh, 
I don't want to give away too much, but there will be an episode with Eric's father as well coming up here. So that'll be a pretty fun one in the upcoming weeks to, to kind of check out. It's not a short drive for them to go play shows. It's not a short drive for them to do any of this stuff and, and to come to my place where I've got the studio. It's an even farther drive. So if they're listening back to this and you've made it all the way to the, the outro, I just got to say thank you guys very much. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to sit down and talk with me and uh, give everyone the opportunity to get, to get to know you better, you know? So it's uh, hats off to you guys for doing that. Uh, once again, if, if you're looking to support the podcast, like, subscribe, share, comment. Uh, word of mouth works really well. Uh, monetarily, you can do it with the Patreon page. There's also Audible Farm t-shirts available and Audible Farm uh, keychains and stickers. I'm all out of hoodies. And the new style t-shirts... Um, I may have mentioned this in the previous episode, but they uh, essentially sold out within a week. So uh, when I, I wasn't kidding when I said, if you want one, you better hit me up. I made another small order, and I'm not uh, not thinking these are going to stick around too long. I might have a few sizes here and there, but I did order some bigger sizes for people that asked for them. Um, I did put a couple of uh, feelers out there for other people that might want some bigger sizes. I don't. I do have the regular podcast shirt in bigger sizes if anybody wants them. But the new so- styles, I will have a very, very small selection of some larger sizes of some of the varieties. So if you want the new shirts, I might have some bigger sizes for you to check out. Uh, the shirts are $15 in the online shop. If you come to a show I'm playing at, I will have the shirts with me. Hit me up. I might even give you a little bit of a discount for coming to the show. Otherwise, um, yeah, I I do play a lot of shows now with Jesse Wilson and Three Finger Betty, uh, everywhere from northern Iowa all the way down to central Iowa and beyond. Uh, I know Three Finger Betty's starting to branch out again. We're starting to play shows out of the state and in different cities. So check us out live. Uh, Say, hey, I saw you had those Audible Farm shirts. Can I get one? Like I said, uh, if you hit me up at a show, I might even just give you a discount uh, because I'm feeling that good about it. So hit me up if you want an Audible Farm shirt. Otherwise, the Audible Farm shop, uh, it's uh, its open. So check it out. The shop is open online. You can buy shirts there as well. Uh, I'll throw you a sticker in there for free too, just for fun, because, you know, why not? And, uh, you know, hats off to everybody that did buy a shirt recently. I did not imagine that the shirts were going to sell as well as they did. They flew off the shelves. Um, I sold most of them uh, within two or three days of one another. So... Hats off to everybody that bought one of the new shirts. Wear them proud, wear them loud. Uh, send us some pictures if you're wearing them. I want to see what team everyone's on. Um, if, if, if you haven't checked out the new shirts, check them out. They're split into uh, three different quote-unquote teams. So let's see what group everybody's representing here. And uh, uh, send us some of those pictures and post them online and tag Audible for them and, them and say, you know, hey, I'm wearing my new shirt. So hats off to you guys for supporting the podcast each and every week. Uh, don't forget to support the musicians that are on the podcast as well. Click the links down below. And uh, as always, there's more links uh, for Audible Farm below those. So if you're feeling froggy about looking up more Audible Farm stuff, scroll all the way to the bottom. There's more links. They're all in the description section right there. And once again, I'll be back next week with another great guest. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you once again to Eric for joining me on the episode this week. And I'll check you guys later. Peace. Peace.